0: new Beatles just dropped. Yeah, the Liverpudlian lads are back in the news. And by news, I mean uh, Twitter.
1: Yeah, I love to check my new music tab. And it's like a a re-release of an old recording of a Beethoven sonata. And then the seventh re-release of Revolver by the Beatles. This is the new one that has the extra takes that they went through for anthology and decided weren't good enough. For like a seven-disc set, so now you can hear those. It's like really just the, the last stuff you want to hear. There is the um, the and your bird can sing version on there, where it kind of sounds like the birds, and uh, it they're very high on wacky tabacky. Yeah, they're just being goofy and laughing the whole time. Yeah, they can't finish the vocal track. It sounds awesome and it's fun. Yeah. I mean, that take that take has some value to hear like one time. It's like uh, it's like you're in the room with them, circle jerking,
0: yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah, like what the other one we were talking about was the uh, yellow submarine that strips all the sound effects out. Yeah, that's crazy and to listen to. It is kind of like better in a way, but it also just reminds me or it, it highlights why that song sucks, and it's my only one I don't like on that album. is that it's just this mediocre song with a bunch of super annoying sound effects over it. Yeah. It's, when you
1: strip them away, it's just like, oh, this isn't as good as most of their songs. It's so goofy. And I don't think you can really blame it on drugs either. No. Because, like, usually people think of LSD when they think of all that stuff, but I don't think that's what it was that was sort of in also, the culture like, aesthetically but i think they were just being really stupid and corny but like
0: drugs are so value neutral as a thing to create a song cuz if you write a bad song on drugs it's just a bad song like it doesn't matter that you are on drugs or not
1: yeah i think people way overestimate how much that has to do with really any art yeah like what you were on when you wrote it like people saying like i heard tool writes their songs on weed i feel like someone told me that in middle school and it's like yeah, So do I. I don't think it really makes a difference. Yeah,
0: exactly. I don't think... I do think the difference is made um, just by, like, when you start doing those things of, like, definitely weed helps you hear things. It Like, when you start listening to music, uh, it'll help you, like, separate instruments more clearly, stuff like that. Like, I think that's true. But then you learn that, and then it doesn't help you anymore, because <laughs> you, like, learned what you could from. And, like, performing while you... After drinking a few beers makes you, like, perform... More energetically, maybe. But then you just kind of learn the muscle memory of that. You know what I mean? Like, there's diminishing returns on all that stuff.
1: Yeah. That's why most musicians who, are, who have been going for this long, like the Rolling Stones, they're not high on stage. They're not drunk on stage. No, hell no. Like, they're just completely sober. But I guess years of that has made your brain in that state all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the Beatles have been in the news because of, like, uh, LaRouche people getting mad about them, looking at the uh, Sergeant Pepper cover and finding out that there are little hidden references in there.
0: It's like I don't care enough to try to follow what these people think anymore, and it's so confusing when you just see them in the wild because you can't tell if they're QAnon or LaRouche people or tankies or what because they're all just insane in such minute, weird, niche Twitter ways that just no normal person on earth can keep up with this shit.
1: Yeah, it's people who have sort of backed themselves into a corner where they support Iran because Iran is opposed to the U.S. and they're opposed to Israel. And then they think that the protests within Iran are entirely a CIA-created thing because Iran is just good. They're inherently good. They just made
0: themselves into conservatives in a contrarian way. So
1: they're like people who are like affirmatively pro-Burqa. Because it like stops Western degeneracy, and they like somehow got that (laughs) way by supporting Palestine. It just doesn't make sense. And like, yeah, of course, uh, those people ended up uh, hooking up with Lyndon LaRouche. And this
0: this thread is really funny because the person who posted it originally um, assumed these were all QAnon people, but it begins with some uh, LaRouche kind of weird,
1: the whatever kind of thing you were just yeah, she's like a. One of those people is sort of in the orbit of like Russia propagandist people, which is like not a very scary thing if you actually see what it looks like. Yeah, it's like pathetic people who make like two thousand dollars a year from Russia today to make the just the most bizarre tweets that don't convince anybody. Exactly. But one of those people who's like, yeah, aligned with like Tulsi Gabbard and all that kind of stuff, just that weird pseudo populist. Yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's just incoherent. But apparently... It uh began sh- with her uh, digging up that old Beatles Yesterday
0: and Today album cover with all like the ba- the parts of the babies on them.
1: Yeah, the fucked up baby dolls. It is a very weird cover. Not yeah. because it's satanic, it's like a, but I would like classic. to know like why... Whose idea was that? It's not like a... I looked up that album. I was interested to see like, what you would hear if you put that on, this fucked up satanic album. It's just a compilation album, right? Yeah, it's one of those uh, like the re-releases in the U.S. where it would be half of the last two albums in the U.K. Yeah. And then like two songs from four albums ago randomly. But the first track on that is Drive My Car. So it's (laughs) It's like, oh, this fucked up, scary music about killing babies. It's like, beep, beep, yeah, woo! Yeah, I had seen someone say that it's possible that
0: it was like an anti-Vietnam thing, but I think it's also equally possible that it was just a goofy idea. Yeah, I saw
1: someone replying to that, and that seems unlikely since it was 1965, yeah, I think it's just goofy. Yeah, I think they were just I think it was just someone being edgy. And it like in a similar way to like the, the Balenciaga stuff, where it's yeah, just some dipshit totally right. at the company who's like, what if we push the limit? And then it has to yeah. they have to apologize and it gets taken down and of course, they have to Ninety nine point nine percent
0: of people realize that there's no conspiracy here, but not these people.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing to see people still going through this stuff. We were talking about this earlier, how uh like John Lennon in particular admitted that he put clues in all those songs just to fuck with people. Like, I am the walrus, the walrus is Paul in glass on. Yeah, these people
0: are just reinventing weird 20th century reactions to this stuff. This is kind of what we were saying about the political incomprehensibility of this stuff. Is the person who said this has a um stand with Palestine profile picture, and it says. They so disgusting and shameless, they openly show and promote Satanism, and yet people support and like these guys. I honestly think the Beatles members sold their souls for fame and fortune. The fact that there's a picture like this promoting abortion is a sign that they did. Did they promote abortion? I guess because <laughs> of the it's baby It's so dolls. funny. They just, they just uh, drew that conclusion from it. You know, It's like a Rorschach test that's just showing them what they s- want to see
1: there are people in this, uh, cited in this Rolling Stone article about this, about how, uh, like, the Beatles were a plant from MI6 to get people to (laughs) do something. Like, they were a deep state plant to, like, destabilize society or something, which I can't really follow. I don't really get how selling those records, How are they going to destabilize society? Like, getting to, or, like, who does that benefit? Getting people more individualistic? I guess, like, consumerism in general but then you don't really need the counterculture to get that done like people were yeah, buying plenty all. of shit in the 50s and 40s you don't really i i feel like that was just uh, if anything an annoyance for you know the powers that be like the the teen culture thing in the 60s yeah Achieved very little, so. it was just a pain <laughs> in the ass for them, like they had me. to uh they had to change their advertisements to say, "Oh, this is groovy,"
0: and like it intersected with the civil rights movement, but it's not like the Beatles did anything for civil rights, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, but it, it it is interesting seeing people try to find a a reason why any sort of countercultural thing happens or any sort of liberalizing impulse happens. There must be someone behind the scenes pulling strings. Like, there's no reason people would just get the idea that, like, maybe it's okay to have sex before marriage.
0: Yeah. It is really funny to assume that behind sort of liberalizing ideas, there must be authoritarianism. Like, there's, like, this right-wing impulse for some reason that is leading to these liberalization of social mores.
1: Yeah. It usually goes back to anti-Semitism. That's who yeah, must be, all, like, putting these ideas in people's heads. And, like, they seem pretty obvious yeah. to me, like, the liberal ideas that uh, people have found so threatening over the years, like women yeah. in the workplace exactly. and all it's these fairly things. fairly innocuous. But uh, when those are first introduced, people just cannot understand where they come from. It has to be some sort of plot to get people to believe those things.
0: Yeah, and that Samira Khan person continues on hashtag fact. The Beatles were the first to popularize wokeism in the US. Insanely incoherent thing. Like. Yeah, I wonder who, How do you even address that? It just makes
1: no sense in like 10 different ways. I wonder who you would like what would be the most accurate person to credit for wokeism in the United in the United States? Maybe uh Henry Ward Beecher. It's like wokeism is such
0: a broad catch-all that it could be a million different things. James Baldwin? It's it's just all the same 20th century uh, fears about uh, Satanism. It's just just a Katamari of all these old things just repackaged. It just means nothing, you know?
1: Yeah. It's crazy to say they invented that. I feel like you could trace it so much further back. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Really, you have to go back to the Enlightenment. If you're really committed and also, to this stuff. also, the Beatles are more conservative than they're giving
0: them credit for, at least in the sense that they all beat their wives and everything. Those are traditional conservative values.
1: Yeah, they were pretty traditional in that sense. I remember my uh, my grandpa and my great-grandpa didn't like the Beatles when they came out. They didn't like rock and roll music at all.
0: They were like the John Occupinty types.
1: Yeah. And that's so crazy to me now, because I like that music that they liked. Like jazz yeah. from the 30s. Yeah, it
0: really... like. Popular music in the 50s and 60s was the biggest turning point. There's never been anything like it since where now someone who's like 18 today could listen to the Beatles or they could listen to 21 Savage and they don't see any disconnect between listening to both of those, you know?
1: Yeah, that's when uh, at, at least pop music becomes listenable for most people. Yeah, Other exactly. than like Bing Crosby and stuff. And I do, I listen to a lot of old music. I listen to stuff from the 20s and 30s. and uh, But... Yeah, it is kind of hard to get into because the recording sounds like shit. People hadn't yeah. figured out how to record drums or how to get the bass in line with the drums to get the backbeat that people like now. But yeah, it's like you can so clearly see the line that connects the Beatles to doo to Sinatra to like Duke Ellington and all the way back now looking at it in a detached way. But it's insane to think of people hearing like I don't know, hearing Sinatra and then a couple of years they hear Please Please Me and they're like fuck, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Get this shit off. Oh my god. And like if you line those the those types of music up like uh, palatable 50s music to early 60s music it's such a marginal difference, but it drove so many old yeah. people crazy. Totally.
0: Yeah, the early 60s stuff is so tame and timid. It really is just like a technological revolution, though, of amplification yeah. becoming more important than ever. And then in the mid-60s, just realizing you can do much
1: cooler stuff with amplification. Yeah, stereo, compressing the drums, miking the drums yeah. individually.
0: Uh, but going on through this thread here, one of the replies is like, this really makes you wonder All these years, they bashed Yoko for breaking up the band and then John, quote unquote, assassinated what we know now was happening for a long, long time. See, that that reads as more typically
1: QAnon-ish, but it's just impossible to even tell anymore with these people. So Yoko was a white hat and she was put there to break up the Beatles to stop wokeism to get him to say. I guess. Well, I guess she did get him to say the N-word. She tricked him into saying the N-word on his album.
0: Yeah. That was intended to if he survived the assassination, that was gonna get him cancelled later. It's also funny to say quote
1: unquote assassination. Like what was it then?
0: Exactly. Like I don't understand what they even mean. It was an that. assassination
1: by somebody else? Still an assassination. Yeah, yeah. Are you saying it yeah,
0: exactly? Was it like a conspiratorial assassination instead of this other guy assassinating? Yeah, like what do you mean? Yeah, is he still alive? Maybe they think he's still alive. <laughs> Oh, it's so hard to tell. And then another funny opposite reaction from someone with a blue wave emoji in their display name said, totally photoshopped, blocking you. It's like, no, that is a real album cover. You could look it up.
1: Yeah, that's amazing to see those those conspiracies from 1965 or those uh, moral panics pop up. And you see the same exact structures.
0: Yeah, nothing changes.
1: Creating, like being created on top of those things where some people believe that, like, that that can't even be real. I don't want to think about it, so it can't even be real. Yeah. Same exact conversations people were having 60 years ago. And, yeah, and this one really proves
0: what you're saying of another reply. Um, they just circled all this shit on the Sgt. Pepper album cover. There's just a bunch of made-up shit because of the fact that Aleister Crowley is on there. Like you were saying, John Lennon just, like, fucking with people. And they've circled, like, 10 different things proving that it's all about Aleister Crowley and satanic shit. It's like, this is such tried and true, like, well-worn crap from 60 years ago. Like, at least QAnon has some new angles, you
1: know? This is just, like, so worn out. I'm always amazed by how smart people think they are when they figure out satanic stuff. Like, the most obvious satanic symbolism in the world. Yeah. Like, the lady with the monster energy drink. Where it's like, Unleash oh, I remember the beast. Yeah. And she's like, I think that might be a reference to Satan. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> Just finding, yeah, all, putting Aleister Crowley in there on purpose, and you can just see his face, and people discover that, and they're like, "I think this might be a reference to occultism." Like rock music references
0: to Satanism is also anodyne and like meaningless too. You know, it's just like Black Sabbath just thought that was cool. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, there's nothing there. Like, what are you? What are you trying to uncover? It's just like, oh, it sounds cool to talk about our dark lord. You know. Yeah.
1: They watched a bunch of movies.
0: Yeah, that's the extent of it. Like, they got excited. I love this. Is another just off the wall, ridiculous one about the same uh, yesterday and today album cover. Notice Ringo's body language as it appears he is pulling away with his hands in his pockets. He looks like he's trying hard to avoid this spectacle and not participate in making too much contact with the grotesque action going on around him. He's still willing to be in the photo, but he's leaning like ten degrees to uh, to his
1: left. That's awesome. Do they think it's real babies? <laughs> did they actually kill a bunch of infants to make I that album cover? And then they were like, uh, "Oh fuck, we're sorry." Yeah, that was in yep. poor taste. Uh, R.I.P. to those who were lost in the making of this album cover. We're gonna change it out for another one where they're smiling politely. And yet, like every single one of these takes a
0: different angle, and they're all just like well-worn things from decades ago. This guy's like, you don't make it to stardom unless you accept EXCEPT, the deal, ask Bob Dylan, or watch his 60 Minutes interview on YouTube with Ed Bradley where he tells you he sold his soul for stardom. That sounds exactly like something Bob Dylan would say because he just talks bullshit all the time.
1: Yeah, uh, people think that's real. It's just him doing a stupid reference to like, I sold my soul at the crossroads yeah, he talks like, talk like that all the time. Like that's just
0: what he's done since before his career even started. He's doing some Americana. Yeah, exactly. He lo- like when he first broke through. He loved just being like, "Yeah, I was just traveling on the railroad tracks in Oklahoma." It's like, no, you fucking weren't, dude. You're from Minnesota. Yeah, shut up. Bob Dylan's awesome. Um, yeah, he's the best. He just never cared about just lying about everything in order to create the image he wanted, you know. <laughs> but this is so funny. Is like 60 years later, there's still people like this being like, "He said he sold his soul." Damn, dude. Bob Dylan. And uh, then that conversation dude. goes on in a really funny way of uh, someone keeps going back and forth with him, like, wonder why it's only rock and roll people sell their souls for. Has anyone sold their soul to become master craftsmen or tradesmen? And the guy comes back, like, it's not just rock and roll, it's Holly Space Wood as well. Craftsmen don't accumulate hundreds of millions of dollars. And the other person's like, so celebrity must be the only option
1: for soul-selling then. <laughs> what
0: the fuck are you talking about?
1: No, I think there are a lot of people who sell their soul to like work on an oil rig. I, I, sell I would my sell soul my soul to, be, soul to yeah. become a plumber and make $80,000 a year. Yeah, exactly. It's not so bad. They really think it's a real thing. It's like that Simpsons episode where Bart sells his soul. He writes Bart's soul on a piece of paper. Yeah, on a paper, yeah. sells it to Milhouse. And then it somehow gets given to the comic book guy. Like, that's the cognitive level these people are on, where they think a soul is not just this vague concept that doesn't really mean anything. It means, like, your brain, maybe. But they think it's, like, a real thing. And you can say, hmm, I'm going to sell my soul to be Bob Dylan. And then he sounds like that. What a (laughs) shitty deal, honestly. Yeah, the devil could have gotten a lot better than giving us Bob
0: Dylan's voice. Like, if he's going like to sell his soul, soul worth? To it doesn't a, seem, the devil doesn't seem to value the soul a whole lot. I mean, Dylan made a lot of money, but he could have gotten more talent for sure from the devil. He could, he could get way better at guitar for sure in everything. Yeah. He never got good at any instrument. He's just a completely workman, like harmonica guy, guitarist, pianist. Like he's not really good at any of it. He's always had a band. Yeah. Well, like, you know, after the first like five years or whatever, but
1: Bob Dylan should put out an album where he does ripping guitar solos on every track.
0: <laughs> no, he
1: should work with
0: um Hollywood Vampires so they can just do these big corny 80s solos over his music. That would be sick. Yeah, that would be pretty funny, actually. The answer is blowing in the wind. And just those big arena rock drums from the
1: The Hollywood Undead stuff. I don't know. Hollywood Vampires,
0: whatever it's fucking called.
1: Hollywood Undead. That was that MySpace band. They were awesome. Yeah, it was. From like 2010 or something, maybe? I was looking at the playlist for that Bob Dylan book about songwriting, and it's crazy how old this stuff is. The Whiffin' Poof song by Bing Crosby and Fred Waring in the Glee Club. Jeez, and this book
0: costs $600 for the limited collector's edition. Can you imagine play, paying $600
1: to read about a song like that? It's awesome. I love that mentality that those guys have, like uh, the early British invasion guys, where they think the best shit of all time is like Bo Diddley. Yeah, a guy singing about like a poodle that he saw at the pet store or something. Yeah, do up. Earth Angel is the best song of all time, just because of when they grew up. It's very funny to imagine being in that mindset where you're like, uh, There Stands the Glass by Webb Pierce. Perry Como, now there's a guy who knew how to sing. The, I think the newest song in here is 1980. Yeah. London Calling would be the newest one. Or no, the newest one would be the Warren Zevon album where he died. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of cheating, I think. Yeah. I think he also I have might have the average played played
0: year that. in the Bob Dylan book like 1950 something.
1: Yeah. Definitely in the 50s, which makes sense, but it's just so like and people have also noted that there's like one woman in here. Like I don't know if there or there might not be any female songwriters because it's just all it's such old shit it's like stuff that yeah that's what I was going to say
0: it's like it doesn't surprise you because it's from an era when women just weren't allowed to be songwriters mostly so if you're going to talk about the 50s it's going to like reflect those values but it also just says something about Dylan that it's 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 not even like he's actively trying to do that it's that his
1: he just never advanced beyond like what he liked when he was like 8 yeah he just hasn't updated his shit at all it's like the opposite of David Bowie or someone like that Yeah. Where he's just still listening to Little Richard and Perry Como in 2022. Yeah. I want
0: to pay $600 to hear Bob Dylan talk about how music never advanced beyond splish splash. I was taking a bath.
1: Yeah. That's the shit he's putting in here. It's like, I kind of want to get this book because I want to see how he writes an essay about uh, like Tutti Frutti. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I've been told that some of Dylan's writing is like decent um, but this is just such a weird collection for him to make, especially like in his 80s. He's just like, I don't know, it's, it's so self-indulgent, but also he's just so used to being self-indulgent that obviously he doesn't care. But
1: Also, I don't like that Witchy Woman by The Eagles is on here because that song sucks. Yeah, that song's That's terrible. That's a horrible dude. song and they have plenty of songs. I'm an Eagles apologist, but that song's horrible. It's really boring. Their early stuff is pretty bad and their late stuff. But they have like five or six great songs. Like the whole reason that we
0: got on this like Dylan kick was that um, he like on the $600 limited edition of this book, he was supposed to hand sign every copy. But then fans realized online that there was only a few variations of the signature and they were repeated across different copies. And uh, he had like signed like something like 17 or 18 different signatures. And then they just like copy pasted them. <laughs> and uh. I feel like to Bob Dylan's credit, he basically never apologizes for anything, but they kind of really made him come with his tail between his legs here and say, you know, it was an error in judgment to use a machine, and I had vertigo, so I couldn't sign them all, so I just cheated. And it's very funny to see him, like, like someone really had to yell at him a lot to make him issue
1: this apology. (laughs) Yet again, he's in trouble for going electric. Hey, there we go. Who is, like, how did people figure this out? Are there that many people posting their pictures of their signed copy of the Bob Dylan book on social media? Yeah, I think that's exactly what they do. And someone's looking at the signatures? That's so... Who is doing that? That is some
0: real loser shit. But, like, okay, basically, if that didn't pay off... Like, if he had actually signed every single one, then it would be like, you guys are just losers. But the fact that they caught him somehow makes it worthwhile, even though it's just as lame that they were doing it. Yeah, it justifies that use of time. Matching (laughs) up all the Bob
1: Dylan signatures in Photoshop with like 200 layers.
0: I mean, that is, it takes a lot of hubris to charge people $600 for like a machine copied signature. (laughs)
1: Yeah. How many people are buying that? Uh, That's a good question,
0: but it's more than you think, I'm sure. Because he's 80, all his fans are like boomers with money, you know?
1: Yeah. He said he had a bad case of vertigo in 2019. And so that's why he couldn't sign him. It's and like, it continued on, into the pandemic years. So, And this thing just came out this year. They could have just had him sign him anytime in the last four years. We could not find a safe and workable way to complete what I needed to do while the virus was raging. It takes a crew of five working in close quarters with me to help enable these signing sessions. What? He's just signing the books. I think he's just lazy. Oh, I think why so Why do you too. need five people? Like, are they handing him the book? He can't just go get it from a pile. What an asshole. You expect me to listen to you, uh, to, to read you, write like 10,000 words about Hank Williams and Johnny Paycheck, but you can't even sign my book? It's bullshit.
0: Yeah, what are you going to do for me, Bob Dylan? If I'm going to pay $600 for your book, the least you could do is spend
1: 10 seconds giving me a really shitty signature. He needs to pull his weight. Using a machine was an error in judgment, and I want to rectify it immediately. I'm working with Simon and Shuster and my gallery partners to do just that. So, what does that even mean? Like, he's going to take the people's book back and then sign it again on top of the other signature? He should have to have dinner
0: with everyone who he ripped off. It's like their moment to have dinner with Jay Z, but with Bob Dylan. Also, the guy. I that- can't imagine anyone worse to have dinner with. Of you would learn nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like he's such an impossible person to talk to. It would be just horrific to spend an
1: hour with him. I can't stop thinking about the person who took the time to find out those signatures were fake. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, not only were they, like, fucking over Bob Dylan, they were also just ruining those fans' good times. Like, none of them, they all thought it was fine. Bob Dylan thought he got away with it. And that guy was like, ooh, I'm going to ruin it. I'm going to ruin yeah, everyone's on some real, books.
0: On some real fucking Velma shit over there. These meddling kids fucking. Sticking
1: their nose where they don't belong. It's a citizen journalist. Yeah. Now everyone has to get a new book. I wonder if they're going to send out a new book. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make it clear from Bob Dylan's
0: statement, but something. Oh, they're getting a I refund. Think they offered refunds to people. So yeah, they did offer. They refunds. They get it for
1: free, so that's good. I think they should get a second book with a real signature. And somehow you have to not mix them up. Now I'm just imagining Bob Dylan delivering this statement while
0: like with a rope tied around him on the ground, and like Scooby Doo and his friends are standing over him with a rope
1: tied around his neck because of how bad he yeah. feels about using this machine <laughs> with contractual deadlines looming. The idea of using an auto pen was suggested to me along with the assurance that this kind of thing is done all the time in the art and literary worlds. They you know, really probably didn't is, expect but- that guy to figure that out. You know, I guess that
0: in the literary world, like, you know, Danielle Steele fans or whatever, aren't as perceptive as Dylan fans really going online and looking up pictures of these signatures and, Getting the old magnifying glass out.
1: Yeah. How often does this happen? Is it just because it's Bob Dylan or is it the price? Because people must do this all the time with signed copies of stuff. I mean, it's like a lot of hubris from Simon and Schuster too, where it comes with
0: like a certificate of authenticity. And maybe that's why too. You know, like how people like with like magic cards or basketball cards will send them in to get graded um, for like some kind of proof that it's worth a certain dollar amount? I wonder if people were doing that because it has like a certific- certificate of authenticity and shit. Like maybe that compelled people to make sure that this like investment
1: was worth it or whatever. I don't know. Getting it appraised by a Bob Dylan signature expert. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's that guy? I bet it's that one guy and it's all a huge racket to get people to bring the books into him to get them appraised.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm kind of like in a Bob Dylan phase lately. He just keeps kind of popping up in a way of. You and me were talking about that James Austin Johnson video where he did all the impressions of him singing Jingle Bells. Uh, if people haven't watched that, they should, because it is really funny.
1: Yeah, it's great. He's a genius. He did, uh, he did yeah. the Donald Trump impressions
0: that everybody loved. Yeah, on like, uh, Chapo and stuff before he joined SNL. He is one of the only like
1: genuinely funny
0: impression guys right now.
1: Yeah. I've never had a Bob Dylan phase, I don't think.
0: I was never able to well, I sink my times- teeth into him. My thing is basically, I think most of the 60s stuff is really good, and then I've never been able to get into anything else. But uh, me and Margie watched that um, Rolling Thunder review documentary recently, and I get the idea of why people like his 70s music. I don't think I'm ever going to like it that much, but I kind of get what people see in it now anyway.
1: Um, Yeah, I've only really heard the 60s stuff.
0: Yeah, I think it's by far the best. It's just, I don't know, I guess some people like this about him, but to me, like when he reworks his song, I like when artists rework their, like Animal Collective changes their songs from previous albums every album cycle. And I think it's interesting to see how they'll change the arrangement and stuff. But with Bob Dylan, he just like shits all over his old songs by just like destroying like the vibe of them and just like kind of like rattling off the lyrics in a way where he just seems like he's over it, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy that he's he's still coming out with albums. Yeah, like I'm almost afraid to listen to those. Like, what does that sound like? I think the last Bob generally think they're relatively good if you like him, right? Of because he's always sounded
0: bad. It's like he's always sounded like shit, right? So it's like he—it's just about the pure song craft and like lyrics and melodies rather than how the actual performance sounds. You know what I mean? Like he's the best artist to cover because he never even did his own songs justice. So it's easy to like record a better version of his well-written but poorly recorded songs, you know?
1: Yeah. It's like when I did that cover of Three Second Rule by mm-hmm. Lisa Gail Allred. That's totally right. Like, it's kind of a layup. It's like there's a good song sitting <laughs> yeah. underneath this and it just needs a few little tweaks. We just need to get her off of it. I think that is true. Like, Bob Dylan's probably the best lyricist
0: in all of rock music and a really great songwriter. Like fundam- the, the songwriting fundamentals are really good but I wouldn't say that any of his albums is like perfect or anything.
1: Cause there's just so much to dislike about all of them.
0: <laughs> and this is as someone who loves a bunch of them, you know?
1: Yeah. He's just truly not committed to anything he's doing. Yeah. But
0: that's why he rocks too. Cause he's just like so full of shit and so willing to just move on from his own stuff. Like he's kind of like one of the original, just like don't bother playing the hits kind of guys, you know?
1: Yeah. He's been mad at his own career since like 1964. Yeah. I'm not playing
0: blowing <laughs> in the wind. Fuck you. Like I think you have to like love and respect him but also be like he's so full of shit, you know?
1: Yeah. That's just who he is. Is that mixture of things. Yeah, he's such a blowhard, but he's yeah, he's so fun to make yeah. fun of. I'm glad he's still alive. Oh yeah, same. He's one of those he's reached the point where he like it's an uh, it's an actual event when he puts out an album, which is not true of most people of that generation. Yeah, that's a good point. No one
0: gives a fuck if the Rolling Stones make an album. Like if but like, with Bob uh, Dylan, like the New York Times is going to like Write thought pieces, uh, think pieces about individual tracks and stuff.
1: Yeah, it's like prestige classic rock in a sense. Like, if, yeah. uh, like, I don't know, Steve Winwood puts an, out an album, that's not getting reviewed. It probably doesn't have a yeah, Wikipedia no, I, article. It's only like people yeah. who are on the Steve Winwood fan club. But it's like a real thing for Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen too, because yeah. he's like so if, plugged like, into uh, the media, like the prestige. Media and his friend Obama Yeah, I was going
0: to say it partly is a function of Being the kind of music that media people like
1: Yeah, it's very NPR Um, friendly
0: Yeah But it's also true though that those guys have created something fairly enduring Like Steve Winwood is not as enduring as Bob Dylan Like that's just a fact, you know The amount of people who are still going to listen to Dylan in like 50 years Is smaller than it is now, but it definitely exists Whereas like most classic rock things are going to be forgotten eventually. There's like five to ten bands that'll be remembered in 50 years. Although maybe I'm being glib about that because it's like through YouTube I found all these just random 60s bands that were never famous but have good songs, you know? Yeah. What
1: If you never know the direction, certain things will take What if we're hyper aware of all music from now in the future? Even random stuff on SoundCloud. Just because people are like trawling through the archives so much. There's so many people with internet access. Yeah, I do think it's very possible that just
0: what comes to constitute like 2020s music will be different in 2050 than it was in 2030 because random things will just get surfaced and be like, a new, a new generation will just redefine what was good from the previous era, which is kind of what we've already seen in every era, right? Of like you and me talking about how like the kinks should be in the classic rock canon and not the Rolling Stones, you know, like I think think of people should just reinvents it. Yeah. Or I guess, I guess maybe the argument we I had I guess, a Rolling
1: Stones phase. Yeah,
0: I mean, another another funny band of
1: old blowhards. Yeah. Who can't give it up.
0: My thing with them is that the first song on each album is usually the best song on that album. The
1: Rolling Stones? Yeah. Probably true. Yeah. Gimme Shelter, Rocks Off, uh, Dancing with Mr. D, Miss You. Yeah. I feel like for that band in particular, it's like often true. (laughs) Yeah. They have a lot of strong starts. God, I'm just looking through the Bob Dylan discography, and I just don't know if I could... I guess I'm going to have to get through this at some point in my life. It's like reading, yeah, uh, reading like- Proust in Search of Lost Time. You got to get through it at least once. It's, like, it's pretty obvious, too, which ones you can
0: skip, though, because everyone hates basically everything he did in the 80s, especially all like the Christian shit. I think it's kind of like, listen to basically everything from the 60s. In the 70s, you listen to like Blood on the Tracks and Desire... Skip most of the 80s. In the 90s, everyone likes time out of mind, which is another one that I just never gotten into. I can I believe people when they say that there's like good songwriting in there, but you know how like his shit is where every song's like seven minutes long and it's just like plotting like verse, 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 verse song structure. And sometimes you're like, eh, I don't feel like this right now, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, it seems like he should be more central to those QAnon conspiracy theories.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we got to get
1: some more Bob Dylan news. There was that, like, th- he was, like, falsely accused of molesting a kid or something a, a few years ago. Oh, they should have jumped on yeah, that. They yeah, they should have jumped on that. Like, uh, yeah, because he's Jewish and then he was Christian and now he's Jewish again. So they shouldn't like that. Um, he's got all those Bible references. He's always talking about Sodom and Gomorrah and all that crap yeah he's not showing enough deference to the Bible until he decided he was Christian, but yeah, he needs to talk about the
0: Bible more. I think he should convert to Islam at like age like eighty two That would be awesome that's like that's in the realm of possibility with him, you know he still just likes to do such stupid
1: random shit like that. <laughs> it's weird that Cat Stevens never reconverted. <laughs> seems like that should have been a Bob Dylan thing. He should have had two Muslim albums and then reconverted. That's a good back point. To, uh, Bob to Bob Dylan was uh, probably kicking
0: himself with the Yusuf Islam stuff. Like, fuck, I should have done that first.
1: Yeah. Robert Islam. <laughs> he should change his name to Robert Zimmerman. He should go by his real name, yeah. like John Mellencamp. He should try that now, I think. Yeah, I think now's the
0: right time. It's in the same way where like... Uh, Puff Daddy, P Diddy, Sean Combs, Sean Puffy Combs. Like, it is a good way to just generate headlines for free.
1: Yeah, it's awesome that that's the only time anyone hears about Sean Combs is when he changes his name. (laughs) name. Like, I can't (laughs) think of anything he's done since, like, making the band other than change his name. Yep,
0: that's right. Maybe the song he did for the Godzilla soundtrack, (laughs) which is probably concurrent with making the
1: band. Yeah. Danity Kane.
0: Yeah. Whatever happened to them? Wasn't
1: Isn't one of them like married to Donald Trump or, or Donald Trump Jr. or something? Really? Isn't there some weird thing like that? Let me see. I don't know. Not Donald Trump I feel Jr., like we looked them up like a few years ago and they only made like one album or whatever. But Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Maybe I'm thinking of like one of the Pussycat Dolls. God, that'd be really funny too. I have no idea. There's one of those
0: women who's like super right wing now. I think since Bob Dylan faked those signatures, they should make him just sign anything for fans like anyone should be able to come up to him and just make him sign shit for like a a weekend you know
1: oh yeah uh donald trump jr cheated on his wife in 2011 with aubrey o'day from danity kane oh man i wonder if he got to meet p diddy (laughs) probably probably yeah oh she was on celebrity apprentice too that makes sense that's what happened You know, now that we're thinking about, like, QAnon
0: and shit, I'm remembering that classic Donald Trump Jr. tweet where he had talked about playing Ninja Turtles at Michael Jackson's house on Super Nintendo. And how do, like, QAnon people square that of, shouldn't that implicate the Trump family in some kind of, like, pedophilia ring, you know? Yeah. Obviously, they don't care about any of this stuff, and none of it matters, but it just seems
1: like that's important information. You don't hear too much about Michael Jackson because I guess it's more appealing to say he was innocent And he was framed. Like, there are a lot of people who believe he was innocent, even still. Yeah, now that he's been dead
0: for long enough, you're can you free to have your conspiracy theories about him either way.
1: Yeah, no one really gets mad at him. And at this point, it's like, if they haven't taken his music off Spotify or whatever, it's not going to happen. Like, I guess unless there was like a video of him fucking a kid, but I don't know why they would find that now. So he's kind (laughs) of just in the clear for that. Like uh I think um they
0: need to make like a gab equivalent of Spotify for just like guys who are cancelled and just like insanely racist right wing music and stuff.
1: Yeah, it's like the Johnny Rebel songs from Lime Exa- Wire. I was just
0: thinking of Johnny Rebel. I was like, I don't even want to say the song titles I was thinking of, but Donda Three Johnny Rebels. He's the perfect example of that shit. Is just insane. It's the most racist thing that can possibly exist. Yeah. In musical form.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, like, it's uh, sort of just desserts for outlaw country guys, like uh, David Allen Coe, that he gets blamed for that a lot. Like, those were tagged as David Allen Coe. Oh, funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> but yeah, th- those guys were kind of asking for it. Yeah. in the line a little close to uh, being like a Aryan Brotherhood Nazis. All right we didn't finish going through all of the Beatles replies about the
0: album cover. So here's another good one. Uh, I remember seeing that, or I remember seeing that when I was younger and being so confused, who knew our very lives and children's lives were being threatened by a criminal cabal back then. Jesus meant what he said when he said he gave himself for our sins to rescue
1: us from this present evil world. That is something that I've thought about. Is how people that get super pilled, like boomers, they have to sort of reconcile their new beliefs with their love of Jim Morrison and all that yeah. like '60s hippie shit. Because if you like, re- if you really believe in right wing ideology, that stuff's all bad. That's uh, that's evil. That's a tool of the devil. And some of them, they they manage to like find a way to think all that shit is uh, conservative, really. And I guess Jim I Morrison's dad day, though, did start Vietnam. Like, yeah. <laughs> but they have to sort of go through their past stuff and they're like, wait a minute, was that part of the conspiracy?
0: Yeah. But it, there's so much room for cognitive dissonance because all of it is fundamentally bullshit that you can make yourself believe anything if you're willing to believe those kinds of conspiracies. Like, you'll always find a reason that's convenient for you to feel anyway.
1: Yeah. Everyone you like, they were framed, they faked their own death. They got murdered, whatever, and then everyone you don't like, they were part of the pedo conspiracy. I think Crosby I think, was innocent, but Stills and Nash, they were part of the yeah. cabal. Crosby and
0: Young are innocent. Young must Mille have been Young's a pedophile good, based on his and name. Crosby is funny. Yeah, that's true.
1: No, but it's okay because it's his name. And his music got taken off Spotify, so... If we yeah, just he go went to by gab. R. Kelly, why he got taken off Spotify. Did he get taken off yeah. Spotify? I honestly have no idea. I am against that. No, he didn't. Yeah, me too. I think it should just stay up. There. I I think they stopped putting him on a playlist. But it is uh, yeah, okay. it is ridiculous to like actually take stuff down. Yeah. Because like one, who's going to listen to that? Like um who's actually been taken down? I can't think of anyone really. I mean, I wonder is Johnny Rebel on Spotify? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I doubt it. That's something that, like, even if it was on there, probably uh, not a lot of people would be. Yeah, no one's looking for that. I'm trying to remember how I even found out about that stuff as a teenager. I feel like I found out
0: about it either from forums or something. Like, I had MP3s of that stuff as, like, a a curiosity, you know?
1: People, uh, People will still play that on voice chat on stuff. Like trying to ruin a stream or get someone kicked off YouTube.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. They'll play
1: one of those. Oh, it looks like Gid Tanner and his skillet Liquors. They did a cover of one of the Johnny Rebel songs. That's, uh, <laughs> that's I guess that's allowed to be on here. So that's on there? But Johnny Rebel himself is not on Spotify or? Nope.
0: Not the original guy, maybe, but. Yeah, maybe no one, wh- whoever owns the rights probably doesn't care anymore. Uh, who knows?
1: Yeah, it's probably a defunct company. Oh God, the, the recommendations under this is awesome. The skillet Liquors. Riley Puckett. <laughs> These are some great names. We're truly into like uh, Arkansas hillbillies. I didn't know yeah. this. Like this stuff must be uh, put up automatically by labels because there's no yeah, one who they just like digitized like, the whole catalog or whatever. The down yonder old time string band music from Georgia from 1982. Like no one's uh, no one's asking for that to be put online. Yeah. Wow. The skillet liquors. I don't like. Uh, I don't know if I like their racial views. Yeah, it's
0: pretty uh, intense to do a Johnny Rebel
1: cover. Now we need to do one, I guess. <laughs> it reminds me of when we found those uh, George Wallace songs. Yeah. The George Wallace campaign songs. Those were awesome.
0: Or no, the campaign, uh, it was um, Goldwater.
1: Oh, those two. Oh yeah, I forgot that there was a couple Wallace ones too. Yeah, you're the right, Wallace sorry, ones were, right. were more uh, more explicit. Yeah, for sure not quite Johnny rebel level, but getting close. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's a good segue to one
0: other small thing I wanted to talk about. Um, I've been reading Jeff Tweedy's little book about songwriting, which it it makes me think of the curb your enthusiasm episode where Larry says to, um, Jason Alexander, that his book's basically a pamphlet rather than a book. Cause this thing's like a hundred pages. Like this is not really a book right here, but, uh, Reading that book's just making me think about songwriting, and I wanted to find some bad songwriting advice we could look at online. Um, And I've got a few random things here. One thing is that I Googled the phrase, what is the point of writing a song? And someone made this article describing all the reasons you might write a song. And they're all like, you feel you have something to say. You're inspired to write. You simply love the process of writing. And I feel like it's missing all of the obvious ones of like, look cool, get laid something fun to do while you're drinking, like people's, or something to dance to, like people's motivations to write songs are very stupid and simple, really. To make someone mad. Yeah. (laughs) To be racist. To amuse an audience on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah, to be racist is definitely a good one.
1: To be racist to a beat.
0: (laughs) To be racist to a beat, that's right.
1: I like this Uh, WikiHow article you found called How to Listen to Music. Yeah, this one's good. When one listens to music, usually the music is played in the background while we do tasks such as work or household chores. This means (laughs) we aren't actively listening to the music. Music can be a great healing relaxer to help us escape from the various stresses of life these days. To really enjoy good music of any genre and harness these relaxing effects, we must really listen to it. If these steps are correctly followed, the result will be a panoramic expansion of your musical experience, which may be likened to listening in color.
0: <laughs> I like I pulled up a bunch of other I think that maybe is my favorite wikiHow, but I pulled up all these other ones and so many of them tell you to just Google things. <laughs> like the one called How to Understand Music, it's like look up any words or references that don't make sense. This is often the key to making a strange song suddenly clear.
1: Oh, all right, just Google shit. Cool. Yeah. Most questions that wikiHow tries to answer can be answered with Google, I think. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, the, that one that we're talking about, the how to listen to music, it's like, ask friends and family you trust to suggest music for you if you don't know where to start getting music. It's like, who would possibly have not thought of that idea?
1: Yeah. Input even your the 12-year-olds who are
0: looking this up, like, come on.
1: Input your favorite bands into internet apps that search for similar music. Whoa, whoa, favorite bands. Whoa. I don't even know a band.
0: Oh, wait, let me... This is one of the other ones, I think. There was one saying, um, Listen to a song and figure out what instruments are in it, and then look up that instrument. It was saying like, if you like a song with trumpet in it, then look up trumpet, and you'll find more songs that you'll like.
1: <laughs> See bands performing live and give the warm up acts a chance. No, I I storm out when there's a warm up act. I hate. But here's the one.
0: Here's the one I was talking about. How to find good music. It shows them using um like the iTunes player or just Apple Music, whatever they call it now. And they're they're
1: seriously telling you to type in trombone in the search bar if you like songs with trombone. That's awesome. So you're listening to big band jazz, uh, ska bands from the late 90s. It's really funny to have a favorite instrument, and you just like anything with that instrument in it. It's like how Spotify will give me playlists called Romantic Mix, and it's a mix of like uh, Gustav Mahler and Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. It doesn't really know what that means. Yeah. Four, know where to find free music. There's free music everywhere these days, as long as you know where to dig. Listen to genres that are new to you or that you want to understand better. Stand true to the personal
0: preferences and habits you enjoy when listening to music. All right. Why would you write this? Like, do you get paid yeah, to write like, this? I was just going to say that. Do you get like 20 bucks for writing this shit? Like, what would be the point of it otherwise?
1: Yeah, it's just. It's like
0: spam. You could have an AI do this. Oh, this article, just like the other one, basically tells you you to start Googling things, like search for any crucial outside context about the track. How
1: to practice rap. Ooh, that sounds good. Breathe deeply while standing up straight to get more air. (gasps) (laughs) Practice reciting a long list of words to improve your breathing. And uh, the picture is someone reciting the list of states. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware. That sounds like something Eminem would do when he was hustling to, to make himself known. Bite down on a pen Sing to Sing the improve. song from Animaniacs that says the state capitals. They were the first rappers. That's right. Before Shakespeare. Bite down on a pen to improve your pronunciation as you rap. Read backwards to improve your rapping speed. Insert a sound between every word you read to articulate better. The wow, quick, wow, brown, wow, fox, wow. Keep a homonym journal to find new rhymes. Bro, I'm going to get bullied, as bullied many, at school uh, to find out I have a homonym journal. I have a homonym journal. <laughs> like, just, a, just the fact that it's a journal, but then it has homo in the name. What if someone sees yeah, that? Just
0: asking for it. I think you need to memorize as many rhymes for here to say as you
1: can. I think I'll just practice the states. I'm not really confident in any of the other steps here, so I think I'll just see if I can memorize the states and try to speed run getting to the end. Yeah. Hopefully they don't add more. I swear to God if those damn Democrats make D.C. and Puerto Rico states before I get done practicing this shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've got room in my brain for exactly 50. If I have to get a new flag, that would be the argument against it, I think, is that people would have to get new flags and it would be a waste. Yeah. I think there should be like a
0: multi-billion dollar lobby in Washington from Big Flag to try to add and remove states like every other year to keep everyone on the, like kind of like how textbook yeah. makers work, where they'll just like shuffle
1: the material around to force you to get a new textbook. The American Flag the 18th edition. Yeah. I wonder if people got mad when they originally changed the, the flag. Like how often did people have to get new flags when they added one every couple of years? Did anyone have like a mail order catalog. You got to have like a subscription to get the new one every time it comes out. They were harder to print back
0: then because you had to actually sew them. Yeah. I think we should get rid of all of them. Yeah, I think we should just not have a flag. It's like having an all-white album cover, you know?
1: Yeah, people can draw on it. I think our flag should be a mirror, bro. Yeah. I think our flag should have a zipper on it, like the sticky fingers (laughs) cover. There should be a zipper on it that you can put up and down.
0: Yeah, it could be like the Velvet Underground cover where you can peel the banana on the original edition.
1: Yeah, that would be awesome. We should do that as a tribute to Andy Warhol. Like how they do stamps that are tributes to artists. Yeah. I think they should re release the flag, but it's like a, <laughs> there's like a Rothko flag and it's just blue. Yeah. Even though we, we should I have a new flag American. American. every year. Well, <laughs> you know what? Who cares? Let's just, yeah, let's do one for Van Gogh. Who cares? And we can pay homage to other countries. Let's just have the British flag for one year, you know? Let's see. Um, How to respect the American flag. Never dip the American flag. Dipping a flag is when you tilt a flag downward in front of a person or thing as a sign of respect. You can't dip it. What if the flag went to Japan, though, and they're expecting the flag to bow? They should require that of us. We've humiliated them enough. They should get to humiliate us. Yeah, that's right. They should dip the flag. Avoid using the American flag for decorative purposes. Don't use the American flag as part of a costume or uniform. They got to get rid don't of those cops rules. have that shit because on their uniforms who's, who's like all the time? Who's following that? Yeah. Not Republicans, and I don't think Democrats care. It's just a thing for Democrats to use as a gotcha on Republicans. Yeah, Like totally. actually having the flag outfit, having a full body jumpsuit, and it's the American flag pattern, and it has eagles on it, that's actually against the flag code. What's the flag code? I don't know what it is.
0: That is like the ultimate Democrat thing, to be like a— such an epic rules follower that you try to gotcha. These guys who just don't give a fuck about anything.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you're supposed to burn the flag. They tell you to burn the flag. And people get mad about it. That shows you you don't read the flag code. Because we should step put a bunch one of the toxic flag chemicals. code is uh, you got to burn the flag and it's awesome. Because it was like, written by big flag. Tons of like, the
0: flag should all have all this weird plastic shit in them so that the toxic fumes kill you if you burn it.
1: Yeah, it's like how computer duster has a bitterant in it.
0: I think one last thing I wanted to get to in that how to listen to music article, the best part actually is the community Q&A at the end. Some really good questions going on. Someone said, how can I stop a song from being stuck in my head? And the answer is, actually this answer is fairly sensible, I guess. Your brain often replays things that are unfinished. So the best option is to sing the song from beginning to end. It's like that's kind of true, but I don't think that'll like get it out of your head most of the time, but
1: yeah. You can listen to it. That usually helps. Then the question's only get better of where
0: do I find music? And someone said YouTube or Spotify would be a good place to start. 50 people said that's helpful. limewire.com. Yeah.
1: <laughs> LimeWire is an NFT, NFT marketplace like now. Is it really? Yep. There's a Soldier Boy Limewire NFT that just came out.
0: Wow. Soldier Boy would
1: be the guy just getting into the NFT game. It's only a dollar. Wow. I guess there's a song mm. he came out with called Limewire. How did we not know about this?
0: Oh, shit. Soldier well, Boy's partner that's a good thing with Limewire. episode. God, how the mighty have fallen. Okay, let's talk about this maybe next week or something. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think it's awesome. We should yeah, get that sponsorship. In the meantime, no one to I, I want to get that it. Bear Share sponsorship. Yeah, WinMX. Yeah, we should get sponsored by torrents.
0: Yeah. We should get the torrent sponsorship. It's like being sponsored just by the internet, broadly.
1: Yeah, we should get sponsored by the government.
0: Dude, I wish.
1: Fortunekit.gov. Oh, that would be so awesome. Well, in conclusion... Check out Bob Dylan. Yeah, check him out. Throw out your Beatles records, throw them on a bonfire. Yeah, Bob
0: Dylan's less satanic, which we think is good now. Yeah I don't like Satanism He's not
1: Christian anymore But that's okay
0: Maybe we can convert him back
1: If we all buy his
0: records Maybe we can convince him
1: Yeah What if people only buy Bob Dylan's Christian albums Yeah And that's none the plan. of his let's, other let's albums
0: send those things uh, To the top of the charts In 2022 He'll have to convince do Convince him to fucking Darken the door of a church